This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. Uh, last day without executive producer Tom DeCelestino. He has moved to the semifinals of whatever weightlifting competition he's in. We'll get the, the full we'll get the full rundown from him when he returns tomorrow. Uh, again today, Kevin Wall is filling in, doing a great job as the producer of the program. Andrew Bogish will be with us as he as he tends to be. About twenty minutes. I've got an update for him on the witchcraft. Dilemma Saga controversy happening in soccer. It's such a weird story. And there's an update on what happens when you hire a witch doctor to cast a spell on one of your teammates. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about John Wall really opened up about some demons he's gone through over the last few years. I'm sure a lot of folks can relate to it. Many people getting down and uh, and worse in, in, in COVID and and John Wall talked about some dark places he went to, and we'll get into that. We'll hear from him, some clips from him on that experience. In about 30 or 40 minutes, we'll talk to Jeff Zilgit from USA Today. We'll do buy or sell, as we always do. John Gruden has spoken. We'll get into the disgraced former coach's comments, made them in Arkansas, where I, I used to live. And I'll point out to you, because as you can imagine, John Gruden is going to ask for a second chance, and aside from the leaked emails that the NFL used to destroy the guy's career, but, but, probably the guy deserved it. There's also some reminders in the news over the last 24 hours that even before John Gruden was disgraced for non-football reasons, the team he led was something of a disgrace for football reasons. It's not like he's a maestro genius sitting on the sidelines. So we'll talk a little Gruden Later in the program, as always, you can call us here on the show if you want to talk to us, 855-212-4CBS, Twitter, Sports Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. One of the, I guess, benefits and interesting realities of, of the career that I've had is I have 
covered and been colleagues with and become friends with people who have become remarkably successful in a lot of walks of life. Used to cover politics, know some people who became very successful politicians who started at the bottom like like most of us do. Know a lot of athletes, as most of you probably do just as fans, who have worked their way up from anonymity, lower levels, to incredible success and all the wealth that comes with that. And in the sports media business, it's a weird reality of this, of this job, I've got friends and buddies who one day were like me, just some schmoes making some money, and years later, in some cases much more quickly, were very wealthy and very successful. And the, the commonality here is the ambition that is out there and the way in which sometimes the people who are successful and the things that make them successful that might work at rookie ball or double A or triple A doesn't always work at the major league level and whatever sport and whatever you're talking about. Radio hosts that I know, television hosts that I know, athletes that I know who believed that some of the things they did that were a little edgy or a little unique made them stand out. The things that define their success for a long time eventually became, in some cases, their undoing. And it's a hard thing to know when you're seeking success and you're in a competitive business, sports included, and there are haters everywhere to be able to tell the difference between the habits that you've formed that are going to get you to the next level and the ones that you have to leave behind. And that's where we are with, with Baker Mayfield. I'll give you my, my best guess on what Baker is about right now, whether it's going to work. But the reality is this is the season that's going to show whether or not his me against the world, chip on my shoulder, I'm the underdog, everybody's against me mentality that has defined every step of his career, and that includes a lot of successes, whether that part of his makeup is something he should have held on to or not. And he's held on to it. He hasn't evolved away from it. Like, probably he, he, he should have. And the latest story, which we hit a little bit yesterday, and is still in the news today, and, and just reminded me the way in which sometimes people who succeed become their own worst enemies. It's one of those realities. The, what is it? The higher up the mountain you get, the looser the footing, and the easier it is just not to have a sense of perspective. Baker Mayfield, in a pretty casual conversation with an NFL network reporter, to be fair, not on camera. She just said, hey, go kick some you-know-what, some butt this year. She didn't use the word butt. And Baker Mayfield, who is going to open against his former Cleveland Browns team, who's got a chance to resurrect his career with the Panthers, who certainly feels, and he's made it very clear, put upon that he wasn't treated properly in Cleveland, as the uh, NFL gods would have it, or as the NFL god Roger Goodell would have it, because he's in charge of scheduling at the end of the day, they play each other week one. You're going to get a really quick and clear look at whether Baker Mayfield was done wrong by a Cleveland Browns team that he took to success, that he made a playoff squad, that he won a, a playoff football game with, and that he then became an ultra diva that divided the locker room and thrust that team back to a certain level of, if not medioc- mediocrity, disappointment. That guy's ego is a huge part of what's made him successful and maybe now what's going to make him fail. And the proof is going to be in the pudding this year, which is an expression I don't understand at all. I think it's English, and I don't think it's the kind of pudding we eat in this country. I don't even know what it means. But the proof is going to be in what he accomplishes. And Miles Garrett took the high road because, of course, this is, I mean, this is bulletin board material. I'm going to bleep them up. I'm going 
I mean, that's what he's saying. I don't even need to repeat the quote. And Miles Garrett, I'm going to read you some of this to Cleveland.com. But I think the thing that's really interesting is the insight Miles Garrett has about his former quarterback. Remember, Garrett and, 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 and Mayfield had a on-again, off-again relationship in that locker room, which is true of Baker and a lot of guys. If you're going to be a leader, you got to find a way to either be likable enough you can lead through charm and personality or be overwhelmingly talented enough you can have the respect of the locker room, even if some of the guys don't like you. Baker didn't have either of those things, not, not universally. Miles Garrett, also a guy who liked Baker Mayfield, the number one pick in the NFL draft in which he came out, and a dude who was the focal point of his side of the football. Here's what, what Garrett said about Baker. Quote, we've known he has that type of demeanor and that attitude. And for better or worse, it works for him. And I'm not mad at him for using that fire and that chip on his shoulder to help him play to the level he has. He's been successful in what he's done. Talking like that and moving the way he does, it's work for him. He uses that for fire, for motivation. I think speaking like that helps amp him up. I, um, I'm not going to say the guy is, though you know who he is. I just don't think he's worthy of any attention. I, I had a, uh, a really good friend in the sports media business and a mentor who was real and is really successful and extremely controversial. And early in my career was really good to me. But he would make some, some pretty amazing mistakes and do some things that others would describe as insane, unacceptable, over the line. And he had this, this perspective, this famous media figure, that he would always say to me, and I was young and probably impressionable, he'd say, you know, all the criticism, all the things people say about me is, he would say, background music to my success. It's the soundtrack of my greatness. And he believed it. And I remember when I started writing a little less anonymously as a columnist, so people sort of care what you're writing about, know who you are. When I started doing radio and TV, just the hate would pour in on Twitter, which I wasn't used to. You get used to it. Deadspin in the big lead. Hi, Jason McIntyre. Uh, took some serious shots at me several times, especially early on in my career, like, like vicious stuff. And I remember this guy saying, oh, don't worry, it's the background music of your success. But the reality is that in criticism, sometimes there's some truth. And trying to strike that balance between, man, this is what got me here versus this is what I need to evolve to it is the difference between making it to the big leagues and staying in the big leagues, so to speak. And this guy that I'm talking about, who I'm not going to name, because I don't want to give him any more attention for the place he's gone in his career and his life and the way he treats people, but he, his career fell apart. And the respect that he had from so many colleagues fell apart because he was so convinced every piece of criticism was the music of his greatness, he actually couldn't hear. It's not a soundtrack, bro. That is a warning. That's a flashing warning sign about your behavior and what you're doing and what you're up to. And this is what I worry about for Baker Mayfield. The guy is a winner. And I understand that he walked down in Oklahoma. He felt discarded at that point. He worked his way up through a really competitive and talented quarterback roster. What used to be cornerback U, QBU. I, I, got all, I get all of it. Won the Heisman Trophy. Almost won a national championship. Helped, I mean, they were already at a ridiculous level, but helped maintain that expectation level for the Sooners. Tons of pressure, tons of pressure to do that. Comes out into a draft, at least at the time that we thought, now we have the benefit of hindsight, but at the time we thought, what a crowded, crazy quarterback draft. What, what talent with all these guys. And he works his way up to being the number one overall pick. That wasn't expected. Goes to the Browns, wins a playoff game. I understand from his perspective... All of this criticism from radio hosts, from me, from his colleagues, from OBJ, from that Browns organization that didn't appreciate him as the background music of his success. 
But Miles Garrett's the diplomatic one. Let's listen to the head coach of the Browns. And you again, you're going to get asked about this stuff. Guys talk smack. I understand it. To me, Kevin Stefanski, you can hear just the the sigh and just like it's like a it's like a dude talking about his annoying ex girlfriend. It's just like, oh my god, I broke up with her six months ago. Just stop DMing me. That's the vibe I get from the Browns head coach responding to Baker Mayfield's we're gonna bleep I'm gonna bleep those guys up. I mean I'm not gonna get involved in that type of thing, Jeff. Uh, as you know, it's Carolina week. Uh, I get how unique it is that Baker's a starting quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, we're really gonna focus on on putting a plan together to beat the the Panthers. That's really our focus. And the odds are they're going to, and not just because they're a more talented football team, not just because that kind of locker room material actually does motivate guys, not just because Miles Garrett's very insightful and interesting, and I think on point, though, polite response to Baker Mayfield certainly masks his desire to, metaphorically speaking, rip that guy's head from his chest when he has a chance on the field in the opener. Because you hear Miles Garrett going into diplomatic mode because he's going to be focused on the football. Just because you say something outrageous like Baker Mayfield is wont to do doesn't mean you're the only one who's feeling that level of motivation. And to me, Baker Mayfield's inability to evolve, to listen to the criticism, to understand that he's got to tone it down, isn't about people trying to put him in his place and take away his edge and his fire. It's the fact that he can't have that edge and fire as a professional. He can't do it without getting himself all worked up and being a big old diva drama queen. And that's my concern for Baker Mayfield. I like underdogs. I like rooting for people who are interesting, even if they're not always likable. That certainly, until recently, was my experience with Nick Saban. Fascinating, not necessarily likable. I think he's crossed that line now. But you don't have to be a likable dude for me to root for you as a radio host or as just a sports fan or as a sports writer over at CBS Sports. I'm in if you're interesting and you're worthy of that kind of attention. I don't really like Aaron Rodgers. Check that. I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. But the dude is fascinating and massively talented. And part of that is because Aaron Rodgers can do his diva thing and, and be on jeopardy and throw every single receiver that's young or newish on that roster under the bus. And then when someone says, didn't you skip OTAs? you got to work with those guys? Aaron's like, don't worry about it. i got everything under. Just stop with the stupid questions. But he's able to flip the switch with his talent. And, and this is the thing, his ability mentally, like all the greats on all the sports, to go to a place of reasonability under duress in the moment. And Baker Mayfield's panic and his inability to take a joke about himself and how oversensitive he is and the fact that he's never been able to take an ounce of criticism, it seems like, from a single human being on the face of the planet, is to me what makes him probably the wasted talent that when he gets out there against Cleveland, is not going to be able to back up with his body and his arm and his football skills what the checks that he's written with his mouth. It's one thing to do it in high school. It's another thing to do it at Oklahoma, even Oklahoma. But in the National Football League... When those are grown men with families and money and the elite of the elite, you need more than words. And to me, Baker Mayfield reminds me of this former mentor, who I'm not going to name, and a lot of colleagues in the sports media business and a lot of politicians that I've known who have been unable to evolve. It's the musician who can't keep up with the times. He's doing the same thing they used to do, and you wake up and you're like, bro, disco died a long time ago. It just doesn't work. That's who Baker Mayfield is. He's the sorry old guy who couldn't keep up with the times. And to me, Miles Garrett's response about this is what he needs to motivate himself and his former head coach just sounded exasperated with having to answer another stupid Baker Mayfield question is a reminder. And I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I really am. 
that this dude hasn't been able to evolve and to grow and to be mature enough to have a little insight about himself. And I think that's why he's going to get humiliated this upcoming season. 855-212-4CBS if you want to call us. Twitter Sports, Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Oh, we tried something out yesterday. It worked pretty well. Uh, Kevin Wall yesterday really wanted, he's like, give me some positive reinforcement. I, I, I want you to call me. And it went so well, Kevin wants to make more friends. He answers the phones. Kevin Wall, he's the producer. He's wearing a Franklin barbecue shirt. He's ready. He's in. Call Kevin. You can come on there if you want to, but he just wants you to say hi. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. I'm going to ask um, Andrew Bogish, who's a Mets fan, how the Dodgers-Mets game went last night, even though I already know the answer. We're just going to ask him because it's going to feel kind of funny. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to update him on the Paul Pogba, who's that soccer guy, uh, witchcraft controversy. That is a true story next here on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, it's DraftKings time. You know what's going on. Let's do this. Get ready for NFL Week 1 action. We just talked about it with Baker Mayfield with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to celebrate, DraftKings has given new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5, $5 on any football game, and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Here's how it works. Bet on any NFL team and your, of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. That's it. They lead by seven points, you get paid, even if your team ends up losing, like my Bears tend to. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code RIDER, that's my last name, R-E-I-T-E-R, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be present in state where lawful to wager, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee, Call or text the Tennessee red line. It's 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or just text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. You know, one of the other things we talk about a lot on the show is the degree to which a lot of these athletes are just total divas. But it's not specific to dudes that play sports for a living. I had lunch yesterday with um, with a friend of mine, with, with an old boss of mine, who has managed 
some of the most successful sports media people on the face of the earth. This guy has had an amazing career, and it's a who's who of, of successful, rich, famous sports writers, TV people, radio people. And I asked him, hi, Bogish. I asked him, Andrew, to just tell me some, like, who's the biggest diva you've ever managed? And he went through a list of all these famous people and the crazy things people do apparently when they're successful. Calling up and screaming at him at 3 in the morning over nothing, quitting their job constantly, trying to sabotage other people's career. It was just it was fascinating. Andrew, do you think it's just human nature that at a certain level of success and fame and a feeling of invincibility that a certain percentage of normal people are going to turn into terrible people? Is that just, is it like, is it like fame and money just make a certain percentage of people emotional vampires? I don't, I don't know how to, how to differentiate between people who are like spoiled by being successful and having power or just suck to begin with. And they would suck if they worked at a coffee shop or a mechanic or were a nobody, so to speak. But we just know that they suck because they're popular. So people talk about it and whisper about it or it becomes, you know, it's on a TV camera or whatever. I think there's a correlate. What I don't know is, you know, they say about the White House, right? If you become president, what is the expression? It doesn't change who you are. It just reveals and enhances your, your personality. Like I would become even more charming and reasonable, Andrew. And you would become even kinder to Diso, like that. You know, if we were president, sounds good. Let's do it. Let's go. Because I, I know I, I've been around a, several people, but but some I'm, I was sort of tight with or knew well, who went from being you know kind of what you and I are, which is we have a nice life, we support our families. I, th- I mean, I love my job. I, I think you do. You know, we're successful because we're on the air. But th- those guys went from that, men and women, to you know they are multimillionaire, famous people now who can't walk down the street without occasionally getting bothered. And some of them are awesome. Some of them became the worst. I mean, not many, but I can... It's like one in five or six, and there's one guy in particular who we all know who's just the worst. Who's the worst? Who's the worst person ever? And I just... Like, was he always that guy? And and then when he got successful, he could stop pretending to be nice? Is that what you think was going on? Yeah, I mean, I didn't didn't know D-Cell back then when he was a young man. (laughs) Right. But I don't like having this conversation when he's not here to defend himself. I think like that puts us on his level, and we don't want to be there. It's fair. Um, well, Paul Pogba, I mean, there's a lot of routes you can take to um, – there's a lot of directions you can go if you want to undermine somebody. Can I – Can I soccer? But this isn't a soccer story. This is a witchcraft story. Remember I told you yesterday that this, this random player – he's not random. He plays for the French national team. He, I think he plays for Juventus now. Really talented that he was accused of um, of setting a, hiring someone. He knew himself. He hired a professional, not an amateur, a witch doctor, to put a hex on killing Mbappe, his his teammate on the national team. Do you remember this? I do. Okay. Can I can I give you the update here? Can I just read you the update here? Please. I'm going to old man my glasses if I read it. Paul Pogba, because the police are now investigating because he got, he got blackmailed by his, allegedly by his brother and his buddies. This would come out. Paul Pogba has confirmed to police investigators that he did, in fact, pay a witch doctor to cast a spell, but, but, Andrew, to protect himself from injury and not to cast a curse on Killian Mbappe. This isn't a police report, apparently. This is, oh, I want magic to be real so much. I just don't, I mean, I like Harry Potter, the Harry Potter books. Those are cool. I just don't think it, I don't. I don't think it'll work. Here's my question for you. 
I don't want to engage in this behavior, but I will encourage it. If I spend the money, will you hire a witch doctor to curse D cell? We'll just see what happens. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Okay. Although I, I feel like the witch doctor is going to know that's not my money. That might compromise the the push here. So I I, I only have to, I'll I got it. Let's make it true and deep and real and personal. I'll pay for it. I okay. I don't want to do anything that's going to really harm him. I think maybe. Like what would be a good like what what what's the level of curse we would want to inflict on, on on Tommy Muscles? I mean, having to work with me five days a week, which is naturally coming the week after Labor Day. Uh, oh, 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 don't worry. I've already hired a witch doctor to try to get you to be here five days a week, and I <laughs> l- luckily there was a refund policy. Like I don't think that curse is going to work. All right. How how is this real life, man? This dude hired a witch doctor. To either curse his teammate or to cast a spell to help him. So is that who's ahead of him, like on the French national team? Is that why you wanted him out of the way so he could play I more? I don't think so, because Pogba's a midfielder, if I'm not mistaken, and Mbappe right. is a winger. Okay, so it's just personal? I think he just doesn't like him. Yeah, I think it's just the sort of jealousy and silliness that we were talking about. Some people get really successful, and I when I worked at FS1, when I was at when I worked at Fox Sports 1, I was on, on um, the now... May it rest in peace, defunct Fox Sports Live. I was on that show five days a week for about a year and a half. Love that show. Did you? I, I did actually. It was a, there was a lot of people involved. It was hard. So what to... part did you get? Did you make it far enough when I was? Because the point I was on it, it was just me, Carissa Thompson, uh, a guy named Pedro's Papadakis, who's a, you know really uh yeah just warm moving and on generous colleague. Um, that was it. It was basically us. No, I like the Canadians, the, the Canadian guys. And then those guys were the other half of it, right. I like them in particular. So you flipped away when I came on. I mean, Carissa might have held my attention once or twice, but yeah, when it, when it left the main stage of the two guys, I was out. I understand. Yeah. I, that's why, I was wondering why you called me Phil the first time we met. It felt, <laughs> it felt a, little, a little awkward for a guy. that said they didn't call you Petros. What? That's true. That's true. That's ah. true. That guy, that, that what a warm and generous colleague. Um, hi P. Um, when I was on that show and I, before I was on every day, on occasionally, a fellow like a buddy, I thought a buddy of mine, I thought a buddy of mine, a fellow um FS1 member used to call the TV producers and say, right, and maybe he's not wrong, but still, writer sucks. Why is he on TV? He should never be on. We didn't even cover the same sport. Like this is, and I heard this from the producers. I'm like, whatever, who knows? And then like producers are jerks. They used to, they used to like, hey, hey, he's on the phone. Shh, and they put him on speaker. And I was this guy ripped the hell out of me. My point is, yeah, oh yeah, that was a that was an interesting place. Um, and that guy is now extremely rich and that's one of those really rich and successful guys. Uh people are weird about competitiveness. So so maybe Pogba just had a very similar. I don't like Mbappe doing well. I'm gonna hire a witch doctor vibe going on yeah I'm, I'm i'm just more the focus for me is the witch doctor i usually care about the psychiatry but now i'm just i'm not happy the fact that it ended with him asking for spirits and witches and i'm assuming like a weird looking lady with a big cauldron on fire and she's got a big stick you know stirring things up and putting like horse well, I, pictured, I pictured a man am i being sexist here i don't know why i pictured a dude with a cauldron no, I was going with you know straight witch, maybe even a, like a Lady. you know a high hat. Did she ride it on a broom? That's that's what I was hoping for. How do you find a witch doctor? It feels like a really easy way to get scammed. Do you just Google witch doctor and there's a website like you know good at curses, 
can fell your your enemies. All right, well, let's connect the dots here. My, house. my guess would be if you even thought to help ask for a witch doctor to help you in this scenario, you already know where they are because they're somehow like in your life. Maybe it's a connection to some religion yeah. or something like because like it's just not something that you and I would ever think to do. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't think that a witch doctor could help me for anything. But maybe Paul Pogba goes to them often, so he didn't need to Google it. He just needed to go down, the, make two lefts and a right, and there's Jasmine in her cauldron, and he's got his potion. Do you think if you pay the witch, like if you if you hire the witch doctor on an installment plan, and then you just don't pay the witch doctor, you you incur real jeopardy? I mean, do, is that a real question? I just, I mean, why not just do it for free and just be like, oh, let's see if it works. And then if stuff starts to go bad, be, oh, sorry, here's the money. No. Witch doctors get paid in cash. There's no layaway. Yeah. There's no Venmo. There's no installment plans. Up front, give me the cash, and here's your spell. Um, I do have a question for you. I missed it. I was, I was telling Kevin Wall that I was in an open house yesterday, and Kevin, uh, God bless him, goes, are you buying a house? And I was like, oh, no, no, open house for schools because I'm, you know, my kid. I had to go to one of these terrible mixers where, you you know, the, the new people have to wear blue name tags. And then my wife made me go because she's on the committee. I had to wear a red name tag, and I had to walk up to people with blue name tags and say, hey, welcome to the school in Manhattan Beach. But then half the people didn't want to talk to you because they're just like, I, I, don't, I don't care, man. My wife nice Anthony me. Davis T-shirt. <laughs> there were some cool people. Um, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a really interesting – but there, I, I, I hope you don't mind me asking you. The, 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 the Dodgers-Mets game was on, and I wasn't able to catch – whether or not the Dodgers were able to best the Mets, like I don't know, four to three, you know, maybe like a former Met might have played a role. I just could you because you're a Mets fan. I thought you might be be able to tell me what happened. Not only am I a Mets fan, Bill Ryder, but I'm also a professional. My job is to inform not just you but America as a whole of the leading sports stories. And that Dodger win, regardless of whom it came against last night is a pretty big story. So big, in fact, that it is the lead story Ooh, in my pending update. So you can just throw it to that update, or we can do it twice. It's your show, your no, decision. You no, tell I'm, me oh, how you wait, want to handle I'm this. I'm just excited to know whether the Dodgers, I'm not even a Dodgers fan, I just enjoy this, mm -hmm. beat the Mets. They did. They did. Okay, they won last you... night's game. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But there's two Although, more left. I also think... They're, I don't know what to talk to these parents about, so I just bring up the like, oh, the Dodgers game's on, right? What do you? I do not like small. I'm, how old are you? What are you? You're my age, right? Forties. Yeah. I got over small talk about forty-four years ago. I just. <laughs> I was never I, under it to be over it. Now. I don't care. Like, isn't the way? Also in L.A., like, how about the weather? <laughs> I mean, the weather's the same every day. Yeah, that was a great. Con there are so many awkward moments, and then, then I don't know. I so. Just, let me ask you this, though, because you do run in fancy circles based there on where... There were some fancy people there. Right. Yeah, there were some fancy people. So, and maybe you knew who they were, but they're new to the school. So, like, is it uncool to go up and be like, hey, man, I, you know, I, I really loved your new movie, or I just read your book, or, like, can is that an icebreaker? Is that acceptable? Was that level, luckily, a fan? I, although, I did get introduced as a Fox Sports TV personality, so I had to give a little, like, impromptu... It's okay. CBS is actually CBS. It's better. Thanks for watching. Um, yeah. No, no. I mean, I did beat me like a, an Irish guy on the way out who has been drinking. And he was like, oh, top of the morning to you. I'm like, what did you do? What do you do? And he he has a movie that he is writing and directing that's coming out. Okay. Three, right. That's what I said. Let's like, be oh. his friend. 
I, I, I got the number. I did get. I did make some friends. Which okay. Felt, I don't need more friends. Do you want more? Fr- I don't want more friends. You're the last friend that I really wanted. I don't want any more friends. And you're my I first, friends. so I mean, we've we're there's. I can tell based on some of the. I can tell it's new to you. Yeah. It's okay. We're gonna work through it together. All the time we spent together in New York has been like really special to me. The first time it happens, pretty excited. You're pretty excited. I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Coming back maybe in October. Oh, I'm not going to be here then. Oh, that stinks. the whole month. Terrible timing. Oh, the whole. I'll come in November then. I should awesome. be back from sabbatical by then. Got it. All right. I guess we should get to to. I mean, I'm excited about the update. I just feel like you kind of gave it away. You sort of told the ending first. You asked me like, a question. I had to answer it. All right. I understand. Good. Hey. Good talk. Good. To, good to see you. D sells back tomorrow. Yes. This Jabberbox, Kevin Walt. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna be here. Just Kevin, buddy, do you believe in magic? Do actually, yeah. Is that connected to the Olivia Newton John song or no? No. Do you know who Olivia Newton John is? Sure, let's say that. Okay, right, tell me <laughs> who, who 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 is he? A magician. <laughs> she was. A, she's. Been, she just passed away, so her music's oh. been everywhere. Oh. Yeah. She sings Maybe a song. She what is it? Bogus. You can do magic. Is that what it is? Oh. She begins and ends as with Greece for me. That's all I. Her actual songs, I can't tell you. Okay, I have so many things I want to say, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let it roll. Uh, let's do this. I don't know what happened in Mets Dodgers game. I already forgot. I already forgot what happened. But here's the good news: uh, we are gonna find out about what went down in that game. Uh, we're also going to talk seriously about John Wall and some of his admissions. You're listening to Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the program. We appreciate you. I hate the expression I'm about to use. I, I loathe it with a burning passion. It is, to me, the equivalent of nails on a chalkboard. But to honor Cell, who's not here today, I will simply say, happy hump day. Don't tell him. Don't tell him that I use that term. And in an affectionate way. That's are you a do you, I don't I hate the term hump day, Kevin. You're a young guy. No, I, I was never a fan of hump day. I there's no. a better name for Wednesday. It's K Wall yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. That's exactly K-Wall right. K Wall Wednesday. I've been saying it for years, so it, it keeps on sticking with my friend group. So it, there's a little stupid thing I started in college, uh, just to get people to laugh and get to know people because I was an outsider from New Jersey to did, Massachusetts. And, was that uh, the key? Did that was work? the key. And K Wall K Wall Wednesday. I don't get it, bro. Kevin Wall, last name K Wall Wednesday. It's just no. I understood the okay. All right, <laughs> Happy K Wall Wednesday. You know, I'm not. I don't, I'll lean into that too. Happy Hump Day, Happy K Wall Wednesday. I um. Sometimes you just make judgments about people very quickly. It doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean they're wrong. But I can remember when I was early in my NBA career as a beat columnist. So I was traveling all the time. I was on the road. I was at some random restaurant in Washington, D.C. I think the night after a Wizards Heat game. I honestly can't remember. But it was a nice restaurant, upstairs, quiet. And I was with some other some other NBA reporters. And John Wall walks in and sits down at, at, at the table right next to us. And, and again, it's two hours. What do I know? I don't know anything about the guy beyond this experience in any real way. But he didn't take notice of us. I mean, he didn't know who we were. And it's a it's a intimate setting. There's nobody in there. You can hear every word the, he's saying at his table with his with his buddies. People are coming up getting autographs. The guy in this very small window could not have been a more 
gracious, interesting, nice dude. Again, two hours. But I really just liked him, right? It was my impression. And I think on the way out, he might have recognized one of the guys and said hi. Or maybe we introduced ourselves. Really, really, just was a really sweet dude. And um, so I felt bad for him over the years as his as his career really tailed off. He and Bradley Beal could not get along in Washington, D.C. He goes to Houston, obviously has the injury before that, was lucky to sign the guaranteed contract in advance of that injury. Doesn't work out in Houston, and, and, and now he's a Clipper. And I always say to my kids, and, and really trying to say it to myself, you just never know what's going on in somebody's life, right? You get cut off by somebody in traffic and you want to get angry. You have a, a bad interaction with somebody. So whatever, your your kid's teacher makes you mad. You know, Kevin Wall tells a Wednesday joke and you don't get whatever, whatever it is. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. And I, I had not been aware, and I probably just missed the stories in COVID, that over that stretch where all of us were under this weird cloud and all these disagreements about how to deal or not deal with the pandemic, and we're all locked out of our, locked out of our lives, really. When, Ke- when, when John Wall's um, career was careening toward disaster, now he's maybe reinvented himself with the Clippers. He's going to be more of a six-man. It's, we think a different role, but he seems really excited about it. That's a really good team. He's back home. But during that, that stretch, he, he lost his mother to cancer, and, and he lost his, his grandma. And it's pretty vulnerable for a person to admit when they go to the darkest place a human being can go. And I just thought it was it was really interesting and insightful about what this dude's been through and reminded me of, again, totally different context, this conversation from 14 years ago where I found from a distance, from 10 feet away, listening in, John Wall to be just a really, a really compelling human being. Uh, here is John Wall talking about what were some really dark days for for him over that stretch. Uh, darkest place I've ever been in. I mean, at one point in time, I thought about committing suicide. I mean, just tearing my Achilles, uh, my mom being sick, my mom passing, my grandma passing a year later. All this in the midst of COVID at the same time. Uh, me going to the chemo therapy and sitting in there, uh, me seeing my mom take her last breath, wearing the same clothes for the three days straight, laying on the couch beside her. You know what I mean? Like, all those sacrifices and not having a great support family behind me, my team, the mother of my kids has been great. My two boys is my motivation for me. Man, that I mean, that is some real, that is some real, real stuff. Um, that and that is a guy being really honest about his difficulties and, and his demons. Here is um, it's a really interesting interview. Here's just a, a little more of the Clippers point guard, once one of the one of the best players in the NBA, talking about what has been a, a difficult stretch for Everybody goes through something. You know, we all went through tough times. Nobody got it easy. But I don't think a lot of people could get through what I went through. And uh, to me, to be back on top where I want to be and uh, see the fans still want me to play, having support from my hometown, their support period means a lot. And uh, it's a time where I had to go find a therapist. You know, a lot of people think I don't need help. I can get through it at any time. But you got to be true to yourself and find out what's best for you. And I did that. I mean, think about it. that dude is standing on the court around his teammates, around media, and being really open about about what he, what he has been. He thought about suicide. Grown man, family, kids, obviously a ton of money, and, and he, he, he grappled with what he grappled with. And the fact that he's willing to talk about it, again, to me, th- these are the dudes that I, that I want to root for. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that's never been, of all the many demons I have and personality faults. That's just depression's never been one of them, which I know makes me very, very fortunate and probably in the minority. 
And I got I have friends who have always felt stigmatized who went through this who just never I mean, I got buddies who, who were crippled by depression. I've been friends with them for twenty years. I didn't know until recently. And people like John Wall being able to being willing to talk about it and be that open about it. Be that vulnerable with what he went through is is really cool and really commendable. And it has me in a weird spot because I'm not a big Clippers guy. I I mean I have an aggressive personality as a reporter and some places are really professional about that and some aren't. And the Clippers are a different organization than the one that I interacted with years ago. But I had a really disastrous time writing about that team. During the Sterling era, before he was ousted, his people were awful to deal with. And I'm so I've never been a big Clippers guy. I don't have a good relationship with that PR staff, right? It's just work stuff. It is what it is. I'm not a big Paul George dude, but all of a sudden you've got John Wall there putting a, a human perspective on his attempts to, to to have some meaning and some joy from basketball again. And the guy I'm hoping can play, right, worth rooting for. You've got Kawhi Leonard, who might be the forgotten all-time great. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about Kawhi Leonard doing what Steph Curry's doing and maybe chasing down LeBron in terms of number of rings. Because he got the one, obviously, with the Spurs. He goes to Toronto, wins immediately. Then he goes to the Clippers, and we think, all right, he's got two. He's got two NBA Finals. Sky's the limit. He could win a couple more. And injuries have taken that luster away a little bit. But if Kawhi is healthy, and I know it's a big if, that dude can be one of the absolute players, the most impactful guys in the NBA. And then there's Paul George, who we've made fun of on this show. Don't don't nickname yourself playoff anything if you're not a playoff something. And that's just that's been a fact for Paul George for a long time. But there's been some real moments with Kawhi out in the last year where George played at a high level. He is still an incredible two-way player. And you start to look at that Clippers team, and they can stay healthy. And John Walls is added bonus addition. He's basically free. He's being paid by the Clippers the amount of money that makes up his contract from the buyout that he got with um, with Houston. He's on, on a mid-level exception. That could be a really interesting basketball team, which is always fun in sports. But it's nicer to be able to find human beings and dudes worth rooting for. Happy to criticize people. Happy to tell you how much I hate Jay Cutler, even though he doesn't you know play anymore. Happy to just to just lean into the fact that Chris Paul, I've never been treated and seen people treated as disrespectfully as I as I've been treated by Chris Paul, and so I hope he fails at everything that he does. And maybe he's a really nice guy, but I mean I mean man, but like there's another side of this too. And John Wall is the other side of the coin for me. Really nice guy. Really interesting dude. When you lose your career, when you lose your opportunities through injury, that is a totally different thing than attitude or inability to perform. And when we talked Baker earlier in the show, and to be fair to Baker, it might be both, right? Because obviously Baker's edginess, me against the world, hasn't served him well. I do know Baker Mayfield played through a shoulder injury last year in his non his non throwing arm, non throwing shoulder, and and that might impact what he's about. But Baker's other problems are Baker inflicted. I mean, John Wall's a pretty good guy, and he saw an incredibly promising opportunity to be a great player really come up short because of injury. His body couldn't hold up. I have not said these words at any time in my life. This is a, this is a first for me. I'm rooting for the Los Angeles Clippers this year. I'm rooting for John Wall to to be able to enjoy his life having gotten to the point he got through through counseling and and, and and look, I got I have both my parents, you know, knock on wood. I'm 
again, I'm, I'm a blessed, lucky dude. I haven't lost parents. I have, Some of those things that, that we all go through, right, things that happen, I've been very lucky not to have to deal with that and listen to John Wall talk about his life, his experiences. It's a reminder, you don't know what's going on in people's lives. He's worth rooting for. I think Kawhi Leonard's greatness is worth rooting for. Look, Paul George isn't a bad dude. I'd love to see him be able to, to turn it on repeatedly, right? For if not 16 games in the postseason, 16 wins what you need to win a championship, even 11 or 12 and get to that level. So so go Clippers. Plus, the Lakers are going to be a complete disaster this year. Be nice to have some postseason basketball here in L.A. And, and John Wall, I think, is a dude absolutely worth rooting for. Uh, not a lot going on in, in the world of sports today. So we're going to we're gonna talk a little, a little, a little NBA. We're, we're going to get into the latest with Kevin Durant. We're going to get into LeBron James now. We know wants to wait hang on his career to play with his oldest son, Bronny. Now he wants to play with his other kid, so maybe he'll play till he's 50. We're going to get into that and several other topics with Jeff Zilgit, USA Today, NBA guru. He joins me next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 